2: Happy Thursday, Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. Apologies for Zach, you. Zach, is that new?
0: Zach, 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 is that new? The, the, the open? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what'd you think of it? Why did you not send that to me beforehand? That was sweet. I was so taken aback. Who was that? Who was that at the very beginning? Oh, I thought you meant the woman. I was like, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know the catchy. lady. Call him by his catchy. real
2: name. Come on.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Downhill.
2: Yeah, downhill, Britt. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yesterday, we, uh, we were supposed to do a listener show. Uh, <laughs> there's this new thing now. When I show up to the station, there's no internet. I think we fixed it because uh, we're recording from here now, and we have internet. So that's good. I hope that becomes a normal thing again. I'm, I miss having internet when I come prep for a show early in the morning. So with that being said, we're going to do our listener show today.
0: You ready for it? Yeah, dude. I'm pumped.
2: All right. We got a voicemail from uh, Evers about recruiting. Give some love to Chris Davis. Also, a follow-up question about the SEC. Uh, 205-502-4285 is uh, the best way to be a part of the show. You can text that number or you can call and leave a voicemail. Hey,
3: Zach and Michael, this is Evers Caps. Been listening to the show for a long time. Love the show. You guys do a great job. We love you. Uh, My question is, first off, with Chris Davis going to Simpson Valley, do you think Auburn has a chance of maybe even swaying Kool-Aid over? uh, Do you think our chances of getting him increase just as Chris Davis? And then my second question, with doing the 10-game conference season, do you think that this would help maybe SEC go to nine conference games when, quote-unquote, life gets back to normal? So just a few questions. Thank y'all for everything you guys do.
0: As far as Kool-Aid goes, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, Auburn's going up against LSU and Alabama, and, like, Alabama's Alabama. Obviously, they win a lot, and and they do put defensive backs into the league quite often. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is, is the most recent one that comes to mind, but I believe Diggs was a pretty high uh, draft pick, day one or day two this season. And then... Um, LSU is DBU. True. So, it's, I mean, Auburn's got its work cut out for uh, Every The most recent things I've heard is that everyone is all neck and neck. No one's doing everything. You know, no one is doing more than anyone else. No one's doing less than anyone else. No one's ahead. No one's behind. Apparently uh, and the, when the, asked what the, his next steps were, it was... Committing so yeah, it sounds like now.
2: he's keeping a lot of information really close um, to the vest mm-hmm. there. So we'll see. As for uh, the SEC schedule, that extra game, I kind of think it's going to be really hard for fans. Assuming we get the season this year, I think it's going to be really hard for fans to go through this season and then um, regress from that. I think uh, I think people are going to realize that what we have this year, as far as the schedule goes is a lot better. So extra games in the conference, I think it's coming. I think it is absolutely coming. Um, all right, so I asked about linebackers early in this week, uh, specifically about that fourth linebacker spot since Chandler Wooten opted out, and then we thought it was going to be Marsh, then he opted out. So I asked you guys what you wanted from that fourth linebacker spot. Did you want somebody that's more like KJ or Zacoby, or do you want somebody that's more athletic? and can kind of do more things like Owen Papo. So, once again, 205-502-42. Michael, turn your phone off, man.
0: My bad. It's fine. I'm so so sorry. It's fine.
2: It's fine. All right, uh, linebacker voicemail. Here it is. Hey,
3: Zach, relating to your linebacker question of which type of linebacker we'd like to see more, I think Wesley Steiner is the best fit. I think really just as. Football is evolving and going to more pass-first. I think having someone who is physical and fast and can cover the pass, like oh, that rhymed, Um but also someone who is a freak, like Owen Papo, you know, cover the run. So I think that Wesley would be the best choice um, as the next linebacker to step up, and I really think the way Travis Williams is recruiting recently, I think you'll see that because he is going more for that just hybrid linebacker. Anyways, Thanks guys. You guys do a fantastic job as always. Love y'all. Love the show and uh, have a great
0: day. We love you too. I'm I'm thinking, man, I'm sorry for just pausing there. Steiner athletic freak. Just like he said, um, I thought that was a, a pretty good breakdown from him from, from the caller on that one, but it's, it's tough. It's tough to know with these, the, the true freshmen, you know, who can really do what well until we get to see them play. Uh, and with the incredible, incredibly limited, you know, viewing in, in practice this season, it, it's it, it's tough to know. Um, Steiner's a good answer because he is such an athletic freak. But the other the other guys that were recruited um, in this recruiting cycle, the true freshmen, all you know, appear to be equally as talented, if if not more talented, uh, just based on what we know now. So it's I, I would. I'd love to just sit back and agree with you. You laid out a great case. I don't remember the name of the guy who called. He didn't say. Um, okay. Uh, caller. Uh, we, That that's a, I, I'd love to disagree with you. I'd also love to agree with you. I don't really have, I, I don't think I'm mean, on either side hard enough to do that. Um, I think Steiner would be a great choice and I hope he can live up to it.
2: Yeah. If it's not, Steiner, I think it's Octavius Brothers. I kind of think it's his mm. turn in the pecking order. And if he gets jumped, you know if somebody hops over him in the depth chart pecking order, you kind of wonder what he believes his future will be uh, playing linebacker at Auburn. So I think that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see. Our guy, Mike from Missouri, he called to talk about the AP poll. If you missed the show from Tuesday, I talked about it being ridiculous that so there were teams that weren't even playing ranked ahead of Auburn. So let's hear what Mike from Missouri has to say.
1: Uh, hey, guys, this is uh, Mike from Missouri. Uh, so I just wanted to call talk a little bit about the uh, new age people. Um, so, yeah, I think at face value it doesn't make sense uh, because, I mean, obviously there, there are teams from conferences that aren't playing. But I think the more I... I look into it for the first poll. It makes sense because there stop
2: are, it. There
1: are still bad teams that are playing, and really, there they are just three power five conferences. So I I think it's it's probably the easiest thing to do, Mike. Uh, come on, include everyone uh, as if you know everyone was going about the season uh, because there are like smaller teams out there. Like I don't know. I think Houston and the AAC, I think they're still planning on playing football. Uh, so teams like Houston that historically, you know, maybe do perform uh, better than non-Power 5 uh, teams. Um, I, I just – right now it is too difficult to just rank the three Power 5 conferences. But I don't know. What are your thoughts?
2: Mike, we appreciate your calls as always. Yeah, if you listened to me on Tuesday when I opened up the show with this, um, you know I disagree. I I think it's ridiculous. I think it is absolutely ridiculous that Ohio State is ranked at all right now. And I like Ohio State. Ohio State's my number two team. But they're not playing football this year. So why are you ranking them at all? Uh, Yeah, I I already kind of ranted on this. Michael, do you have an opinion?
0: Yeah, that's... That's tough for me, Zach. I, I'm in the same boat. Like, how if they're going to rank them in the preseason poll, how long are they going to rank them? Like, are they going to be in the postseason poll for the, AP, for the AP? You know, going into bowl season, is it going to be like, yeah, Clemson's number one, but we still think Ohio State's the second best team. It
2: just doesn't matter. It's so irrelevant. Like, it doesn't matter.
0: Could Ohio State win the title this year without playing a game? I mean, they will be undefeated. <laughs> They will be undefeated.
2: Yeah, if all the other teams around them lose like two games or something. It's like, well, they started the season ranked number two, so they got a chance. It's ridiculous. We actually have more things about that that we'll get to. You know it's not ridiculous?
0: Um, A lot of things?
2: Actually ordering uh, parts that you want for your car and getting uh, getting it at an affordable price and shipped right to your door.
0: I do like when things are shipped right to my door, Zach.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And at rockauto.com... Uh, It's super easy for that to happen. RockAuto.com, family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even now carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered. Where, Michael? Right to your door. Right to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And please do this. right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That is at rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, we have uh, Katie from Sandy Springs. She chimed in on the AP poll as well.
4: Hey, Zach. This is Katie from Sandy Springs. Hey, Katie. Uh, I just wanted to talk about what you said on uh, today, Tuesday's podcast about the AP poll. All right. Uh, I get that some people could think that it's weird or or dumb that they put in all the teams that aren't going to play, but it is a preseason poll. So this is really just a guess of people who might play, and then those people are going to fall out in the first week when they don't play. But in a world where, let's say – no one ends up having football, which is not a world I want to live in, but a world that is unfortunately possible, then that poll would be the most accurate representation of the 2020 football season that never happened. So I think it's fair to rank those people, but also fair that those are going to come out in the first week when everybody plays a game and they don't, and so they all fall out of the poll and everyone slides up. But then I think the poll just gets even more useless because – I think there's 39 teams playing college football in the fall as of right now. So being in the top 25 is not nearly as important as not being in the bottom 14 who aren't ranked. Uh, anyway, I love the show, and uh, I listen every day.
2: Katie, we appreciate you calling. 205-502-4285. You can call or text that. Um, I get your arguments, and I definitely think that is the most popular point in favor of putting teams that are not playing football this year in the preseason poll. But, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned 39 teams. I mean, that's the that's three of the Power 5 schools. But you also got the Sun Belt. Like, I think this is a really cool opportunity for teams like Troy to be more likely to crack into the top 25. We talked about this um, on my morning show, about, like Army and uh, Air, uh, Navy, Air Force, I believe they're all playing. And I think they've got a chance to kind of be ranked higher than so- they would in a normal season.
0: I got two things, first, Katie, I'm really sorry. you seem like a very nice person. Um, uh, I think that's a terrible argument because the preseason poll is don't be
2: mean to Katie, man. What are you doing
0: uh, the The preseason poll is notoriously inaccurate to begin with. so if it's if you're trying to have it be the most accurate show of like what college football is in case no one plays sure, but that's not the that's not the point of the poll. The poll is to be as accurate as possible for the teams that are playing right that That'd be like if they were ranking teams based on how they would be if everyone was healthy
2: so i I tried to come up with a simile or a metaphor on Tuesday's show, and Jonathan Wade on twitter j d Wade twelve uh tweeted at us. Saying the AP poll, including teams that aren't playing, is like giving a participation trophy to the kid who stands behind a little league dugout and distracts the players who are supposed to be playing. And I think he nails it. I think it is crazy that they are in there at all, and it actually makes me a little mad. <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more I'm like this is so dumb.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I just uh, the point of the poll is not accuracy. Like, I get that. It's just supposed to be fun. It's content fodder.
2: That's all it is. Yeah, but... It's like they keep putting Notre Dame up there for no reason. Stop it. These
0: teams might as well not exist. Like, it's that simple. They're not part of the league. Right. All right. It'd be like putting the Houston Oilers in your power rankings for the NFL. Right. (laughs) Like, they don't exist. Uh, The second thing. Did you see, Zach, that... Army, Navy, (laughs) and Air Force have said like they've essentially been like our schools are basically bubbles. So regardless of whether or not college football is happening, the three of them are playing each other. I love that. So we may be looking at like Army as as our national champs, twenty twenty, baby.
2: I'd be fine with that.
0: Got to win win one game.
2: Uh, Text uh, text questions two zero five five zero two four two eight five. Hey guys, love the show. Y'all are the best. Stop it. You're too much. I have a question about stadium attendance. Is it 20% for the whole year, or could they possibly change it if things look better with COVID? Thanks, guys. Um, my understanding is it's 20 for the whole year if they have set that, but they have changed, or Auburn is kind of deciding to approach it uh, from a week by week as far as who gets in. The ticket policy, I think I saw Philip Marshall with Auburn undercover writing about that a few weeks ago. But my understanding is, yeah, they're setting it at 20% for the remainder of the season. I guess the entirety of the season. um, Because you can always say, okay, we're going to let more people in and no one's going to be upset with you. Um, That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Michael Pappas?
0: Uh, I thought that it was all week to week. It may be. That... That was my understanding. I I mean, all of this is confusing, so I may have just understood incorrectly. I also feel like everything changes like
2: six times, so you know it's just kind of whatever it is on that given day.
0: Yeah, I thought that they had said it's going to be... It's 20% for the opener. And then they said how they were going to do tickets for the opener. Now, I don't know how much it'll change from the opener to week two, but it might be like you know, taking results from the opener to apply it to, like, week four or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Uh, uh, but I I thought it was all week to week.
2: All right. Um, we got more text questions coming up right here on Locked on Auburn.
0: <laughs> the NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Uh, 205-502-4285. Hey guys, it's Blake again. Love the show. Hello, Blake. We love you, Blake. Michael seemed to diss the idea of Anthony Schwartz having more total yards than Seth Williams. I just want to run some numbers by Michael. You ready for these numbers, Michael?
0: I, I'm a big fan of numbers, Yeah. so yeah.
2: Yeah, you're a total it, nerd, and I love it. There were five games in which Anthony Schwartz had more total yards than Seth Williams last year. Minnesota, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas a and Kent State. Seth Williams only had 272 more total yards than Anthony Schwartz. Last year, Anthony Schwartz averaged 10.7 yards per touch, which means if he gets two more touches per game than last year – he would have had more total yards than Seth Williams. So my question to Michael is this. Do you not believe that Anthony Schwartz can get two more touches per game, any combination of receiving, rushing, passing, punt return, or kick return, or just average a few more yards per touch? I appreciate your answer in advance. So Michael, he is clearly asking you that, so I will step back.
0: So my answer to the the question is yes to both parts. I do not believe either one of those. Um, There's nothing from last season that leads me to believe that they're going to give him more touches per game. Um, If anything, I think there's a chance that he gets fewer because now they have even more guys that they can give the ball to, to make plays. Um, And I don't, uh, I mean, I have no idea whether or not he'll average a few more yards per touch, but you also have to take into account that Seth Williams played in, I think one and a half fewer games than Anthony Schwartz did. Um, and if anyone's going to get more touches or more yards per touch, I I think that you would say it's going to be Seth Williams. Um, he, he should be able to be open more and he shouldn't be the only person getting thrown the ball this season, which I really like there's a kind of a huge drop off in catches after Seth Williams. I know Anthony Schwartz is like the number two guy uh, on that list, but maybe, I mean, there's a lot of very good players on this Auburn team. I I wouldn't be surprised if both of them get the ball less because there are so many good players. I I mean, just to put it frankly, and because I think they're going to have to try to use everyone just in case the starters get sick. All right, moving on. Yep. You good? Yeah. You got more? Yeah, that's all.
2: All right. There's also a really natural wide receiver that's a freshman.
0: Yeah. I heard that once or twice.
2: Yeah, Kobe Hudson. 205-502-4285. Two zero five five zero two four two eight five. Hey, guys. Overnight, Auburn and Tuscaloosa both have 300 to 500-plus new COVID cases. Mostly a couple weeks on the campus semester is already at risk. Do you think this will change the student seating for these 20% capacity stadiums? No, I do not. Next question. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Do y'all see Jordan Peters getting a lot of playing time this year? Not as a starter, but as a rotation guy. He has plenty of experience. And this year, more than others, I think they will rely on him for depth over the newcomers. So I'm a terrible person to ask about Jordan Peters because I've like been obnoxiously high on him his whole time at Auburn. So I do not I, I clearly do not see Jordan Peters in the way that the coaching staff does. Because I think Jordan Peters is really, really, really good. I loved him his freshman season. And it seems like he played more during his freshman season. And then just over the course of his time at Auburn, he's kind of been buried in the depth chart. You see him when they go dime, when they just put one linebacker on the field, you'll see him then. And I kind of think that's what his role is going into 2020 because he's been hopped over on the depth chart by Smoke Monday and Jamie Sherwood. So I I love Jordan Peters. Could we see him? Yeah. Do I hope we see him? Yeah. But if I had to guess, I think his playing time is going to kind of be at the same clip that we've seen it uh, probably in the past uh, in the past few years, I miss yeah. him.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. This seems like a tougher year than a lot to to kind of jump into playing time. Just from a sense of like, there's a lot of newcomers, so I get that it's like an open, I don't know, kind of a a lot of open competition, but. You've also got quite a few young guys that have, you know, for lack of a better word, been been groomed for these these roles. Man, he shut down
2: Calvin Ridley in the Iron Bowl. Was that? I guess I would have been seventeen. That was fun to watch him play. He, he, I mean, he is good in the middle of the field. But I can't answer this question objectively just because I love Jordan Peters. I always have. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Next question two hundred five five two four two eight five. Michael, I'm going to let you answer this one. I've got a pretty good question for you, guys. well okay we'll be the judge of how good of a question it is if we win our week two matchup versus georgia i think we have a great shot at running the table and going to the sec championship game but in all caps let's say we have one loss and it's to bama and georgia ends up in the championship game against bama bama wins with auburn being a one loss team do you think that's good enough for the fourth spot in the playoffs this is uh David from Florida. Michael, what are your thoughts on that? I know you like talking about these kind of hypotheticals.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I said it earlier. I think it's going to be really tough to, uh, to unseat undefeated Ohio state. Okay. All right. That's
2: that actually your answer.
0: No, my answer is that, um, because the, the college football playoff committee is supposed to only do what's on the field. Right. And so Ohio state will have nothing on the field. So hopefully they don't get ranked. Um, uh, it worked for Alabama in 2017. Yeah. 20, yeah, 2017. It, it worked for them being a one loss team that didn't have to play in the SEC championship game. Um,
2: I think there's a very real chance three SEC teams could make it this year.
0: Yeah. The issue in too. that
2: situation is if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia had beaten Auburn, like that loss isn't as good.
0: No, Georgia has not beaten Auburn. Auburn and, lost to Alabama.
2: In this hypothetical?
0: in this hypothetical Auburn beat Georgia Alabama beat Auburn so uh, i mean the big unknown here would be Georgia and Alabama play each other and he didn't say who won that game so That's- if Georgia has so if Georgia has three losses Auburn would definitely jump yeah. them if Georgia has two it's a little tougher if cuz then Bama would have one loss Georgia would have two losses and Auburn would also have one loss, um, but would have not made the championship game. So it's kind of like, do you penalize Georgia for making the championship game in that case? Right. David um, from
2: Florida, you said you had a pretty good question. I think you did. I think and, you nailed it. And
0: then the, yeah, the biggest unknown in this one is what happens in the Big 12. Right.
2: Will they finally quit putting Oklahoma in? I don't know. I don't know. Matt from Wichita, Kansas, new listener and loving the show. Other than our offensive line, what do you think will be our greatest offensive weakness this year? I'll say, um, I'll say wide receivers. You know, you, you talked about it a little bit. I mean, there's a huge drop off from Seth Williams to everyone else. I'm not as high on Anthony Schwartz as most Auburn people are. I think he is very fast. I don't think there's any debating that. My question is, you know, can he be a number two receiver in the SEC week in and week out? I like Eli Stove as a weapon offensively more than Schwartz. Uh, I think Schwartz can just do one thing. I think he's fast. Um, I think Stove can do more than that. But do you want Eli Stove being your number two receiver on this uh, on this roster? I don't think so. So I, I think when you look at all right, who's got to step up? To me, it needs to be a freshman, and there's plenty of options, but. Are they going to have enough time to have enough experience in the playbook and the chemistry with Bo, all of that uh, under their belt by the time the season starts? I mean, you know, Auburn hits the ground running. They've got a, they're in the biggest matchup in the conference week one against Kentucky. Then, you know, like we were talking about with David from Florida, you you play Georgia week two. So, I mean, you got to be ready. You got to be ready to go uh, early. And I don't know if any of those young guys are. So, uh, I will say wide receiver as uh, the offensive weakness. What about you, Pappas?
0: I'm going to go with tight end slash Ooh. H-back. Ooh, okay.
2: Lost Spencer um, Nye. The Swiss Army Nye is gone.
0: Yeah. And you know that Gus likes to use more than one guy there. Like, even, even when he had, you know, Cox and, and Proche, like, there was still another guy that kind of got worked in. Uh, and, and then. I don't you, think those we, guys were there at the same time. I know. They weren't. That's your sorry. Point. Like when he had either one. Got sorry, I, I guess that wasn't. Um, so uh, I I think having a lot of inexperience behind Shanker there, and then also Morris wanting to use them as pass catchers, which we all agree is a good thing. Like, it, it's such a, it, it's going to be a lot of responsibility for one of these very young guys with zero. None of them have experience, and, and so. And I'm sure some of it's, you know, playing with do you want Shanker's blocking ability on the field in case you have to switch a play or whatever and versus one of the other guys might be better at receiving. And, and so dealing with all of that, um, I, I think, could could turn into a big weekend weakness for Auburn. And it could also turn into a situation like we saw uh, either last year or two years ago where it was like when I guess two years ago when Cox was on the field, it was a run play.
2: Yeah. Unless they just, you know, there was a few times that year where they would emotion him out, and he'd play Z. And it'd be like, all right, what a world. And then he'd run like a five-yard curl, and Jerry said him would throw it to him, and it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, and even then, I mean, you knew what the play was. so
2: That's fair. That's fair. Pappas, where can people find you and hear you, buddy?
0: Uh, follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato.
2: Follow me on Twitter at Blackaby, Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. On Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We are also on the TikTok. We will be back tomorrow, right here on Locked On Off.
0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.